Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Bijou Podcasts. You're listening to episode 69 of the Stacey June Show. Today is a single Pringle episode, and I want to give you a quick reminder that Forever isn't winning. Welcome to the Stacey June Show, guys. Hey, I'm Stace. It is a Tuesday, therefore a single Pringle episode where we focus on celebrating the solo in our lives, whether that is in a relationship, whether that is in your relationship status and you find yourself single, found yourself single for a period of time, or you've been in a relationship for a little bit of time and you are trying to find a, a version of yourself in that, in, in amongst that. Today, I do want to focus on something that I think has been painted to us as the the goalpost, essentially the finish line, which is the idea around relationships and forever. Before I get to that, I want to give a big shout out to those of you that have signed up for coaching. Thank you so much for all of your interest. Um, I had a goal that I'd, li- I'd like to achieve in terms of my first batch of clients, and then I had a maximum amount that I wanted to achieve, and I pretty much reached that maximum amount. So um, it's kind of nice because it means that Everybody that is there has a place that was supposed to be there, but also that is completely taking up every single, I guess, iota of extra energy I have around other things I'm doing to be able to hold and support and encourage and cheerlead whatever particular um, part of their life they are. And I don't know, the number just felt like it was like, yeah, that's exactly the right amount of people for me. Um, And I think all of the right people have found me. So don't worry, I will do this again at some point in the future. So make sure that you follow follow on my blog and make sure that you're signed up to my newsletter because that's where all of the information will drop uh, first and foremost, but particularly that's where I'm going to be in line of communication uh, for my single Pringle newsletter and my Stacey June newsletter for next year when I go off and have my baby. Um, Today, the single Pringle episode really is a big conversation around this idea of forever and how if we don't reach the forever mark in relationships that essentially we have failed. So this could relate to you on a relationship you've come out of and you've really looked at it as like a failure, that it didn't last what you were thought it should last or what you are told by society that it should last to and therefore it doesn't have a sense of, I don't know, a a, a purpose or at least acknowledgement or at least achievement to it that I believe many relationships should. 
there are plenty of relationships in our lives that we could, if we could turn back time, we would change things. Maybe we would even get out of them earlier. Maybe we would even act differently ourselves. And for a lot of us, me included, we certainly would have put up with a lot less crap. And you get older and you start to define yourself a little bit more. You get a bit more confidence. You know about, you know, what there is, what is okay to expect and not to expect. So I think many of us can relate to this idea that, fuck, I would never do that again. I would never accept that again. And so there's so much, it's almost on on the borderline of regret because I think if we don't reach this, whatever this pinnacle point is in relationships, and I spoke about this on a self-centered Sunday with purging friends. If, if it's something going on in your life with a friendship perspective, you can listen to that and I'll put it in show notes, but it's just this real unrealistic uneventful goal that I think we're all working towards and I think one version is that potentially we've felt like some relationships in our past have been failures but another is that we then put people that are in relationships in on a pedestal because they may have been in a long-term relationship that looks amazing or they may just be in a relationship full stop when you're not And it's interesting because a few people have asked me over the past few weeks whether Ben and I fight, Um, and we definitely do, but it's not something I'm going to Instagram live. You know, it is something that, um, that happens, and it happens. We have heated conversations often because we are still trying to figure out so much of ourselves individually and also who we are and how we work as not just as a couple, but what we want our relationship to be, and that's aspirational to some degree, you know, like... I don't want our relationship to be a demonstration of purely me or a demonstration of purely Ben. I want it to be some form of unison, some form of balance. And we're working really hard on that at the moment um, because that's essentially what we got. That balance is what is going to be the founder of the principles and teachings for our child. You know, we don't want all Ben or all me. We want this kind of beautiful concoction of the things that we like about ourselves together. And so that's really hard work to try and get that in there because for you to be able to accept the parts of yourself that you don't necessarily want to add to this particular treasure that I call our relationship, you have to let go of a lot of protection around that because you have to admit to yourself there's parts of you that you don't want to bring along with you and it's tough. So, you know, we've found ourselves kind of in a groove of just, you know, icky conversations of late. So, yeah, of course we do fight. And I think often people can look within and look at at us or other relationships as being some form of goal and 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 then it makes them feel crap about themselves. I hope that that's not the case with us and I hope that we do try and be as transparent as possible. But I know that I used to do this when I was single and would compare myself to people that were in relationships for a really long time. And the interesting part, and this isn't all relationships, there are people that I know that are in healthy, great, supportive, challenging, you know, kind of growing, enriching relationships. But more often than not, I would look at relationships that had been together for a long time that I could kind of feel like were similar to mine. So maybe not necessarily that healthy, but they hung in there. And then years later, you've compared yourself, you kind of have felt shit about yourself because now you've broken out of something and someone else is stuck with theirs. And you know, I hate to admit it, but then years later, they got married and then they got divorced really quickly after. There's one particular couple I'm thinking of that I compared myself to so much through my 20s and it's because I also sense that they had a little bit of um, 
I don't know, disgruntledness between them two. So it was interesting because when I chose to bow out of that disgruntledness and I chose to say, no, actually, I don't want that life. I want something better for myself. And I respectfully think we should both indi- you know, individually go and find that. I would then still compare that those two people stayed in this kind of disgruntled situation. And it was weird because it's like, well, that's the exact thing that you left for. But then something in me told me that, that they stuck it out, that forever or long-term or committing to that stuff meant that maybe they were stronger. Maybe they had something different to me. And, you know, years down the track, they ended up getting married. And then I remember 12 months after they got married, they separated. And I'll never forget it. It, it definitely didn't feel like a win, let me tell you. It wasn't like I was like, hurrah. I felt really sad because what I understood was they were very similar to me and my partner at the time but they chose to do the forever thing they chose to tick the box they chose to do the next bit because we are taught that forever is going to a solve all your problems b showcase that you're more committed than somebody else and c probably somehow fix itself and it just isn't the case so I think it's really interesting that when we you know sit there in our single world and we sit by ourselves and it's really, really easy to compare your decision to other people's that we straight away put ourselves down because we didn't choose the forever bit or we take away the power or the lessons or the cherished memories of relationships that didn't end up being forever. And I want to say today that I don't think any new relationship should also go in with the aim to be forever as the absolute marker of all goals because I think this forever in relationships stumps us from evolution, stumps us from being honest. It also stumps us from showing up to do the work because if you accept this forever banner really quickly in your relationship, then it's almost like you become complacent. So funnily enough, you end up finding more commitment in a way to choose not to choose forever and just to choose now than you do if you choose forever, even though on the outside, it looks like the people that say I don't choose forever are the people that are less committed. And I think it's a load of shit because when I tried to explain this process to my now husband before we got married that I said, I am not going to look at marriage as some form of contract that just signs us up for life. That's not the kind of relationship I want. And I know that that's what often marriage is, like marriage often symbolizes that. And that's not what I see marriage to be. And it's interesting because now being in this relationship and coming from a place where forever and marriage and those types of things were definitely drummed into my mind in my early 20s. And to come out of that and be single for as many years as I was, really, um, really stretch myself in all kinds of ideals and values that I had. And at some point I was like, I'm never getting married. Like I went so far the other way that I had to find my way back into the middle, into finding what was right for me. But once I got to that place and I considered marrying the person that I am with now, I I really had to be very honest about this forever conversation because it is this level of lazy and complacency, I think. I think it can really, really cap you. I think it can really surprise 
you can get a real surprise that 10 years later you found yourself in an unhappy, miserable relationship because you signed up for a forever thing and you didn't sign up every day. So what I'm finding now being in it is that when I have, not I don't want to say doubts, but if you have issues and you're kind of like, fuck, how are we going to oversee this? I'm so done with saying the same point or the same way that I feel and I don't feel like he's getting my side and I'm sure that's definitely the case for Ben in many occasions. And you do, you have this sense of questioning of kind of, oh, how are we going to work our way through this? I can't see the path. I then am met with this choice of finding the path or this perseverance or this this kind of interest, this goal of finding the way because it comes up as a commitment and a choice in those moments rather than just thinking we're married forever and then turning the TV back on. So I think it's really important to start to re- kind of reevaluate the way that we see things. And I think this idea of forever that is painted into our pictures and our heads and our and our movies and stories is very, very dangerous. And I think we need to A, stop comparing ourselves to having failures if they didn't work out forever. And B, I don't think we should dive into relationships aiming for forever either. I think it is a real dangerous place to be. I think we all know that we can get really complacent with our fitness, with our own self-care, sometimes even with our friendships of getting back to people. And our relationships are 100% in amongst that, if not the first thing to get complacent with. So why would you need a piece of paper saying, get complacent because I'm still going to be here? Whilst there are things to that that offer a very nice sense of security, I'm not saying it means nothing. And I definitely realized the benefits of that once we were married. And I still think about how I really do show up because I have made a commitment to Ben. I'm not saying that it doesn't offer that security and that meaning but because we we did that commitment and that meaning from a valuing system that works for us and not for what we're told is of value I find that we are better partners better people and more alert now there is a real catch here with not necessarily dropping into it and letting things be sometimes. I know I am some at times a bit of a fixer. And so I can definitely get a little bit obsessive with, you know, what can we do? How do we workshop this? And so by thinking it's not forever, it, it really does feed into that fixing mode where I'm constantly trying to navigate and workshop our lives. So you've got to watch it. It doesn't, you know, want it to go too, too far into a point where it gives you this um, ability to... I don't know, never relax and never enjoy the relationship that maybe if you were like me took such a long time to attract. Um, But like everything, balance is really key here. If you're a person that is living in a fairy tale world and, and trying to, you know, be out there thinking about relationships that they want to attract and thinking about this forever game, I really encourage you to put that on the sideline for a few weeks and start to think about what this person looks like, what a day-to-day relationship looks like, how you would how you would control um or not control, but how you would contribute to conflict and and how you're looking to workshop through things and and what a family looks like to you. Think about those kinds of important things rather than this banner of marriage forever. Because I promise you, the the flip side of this whole uh, suggestion is that there's a really good chance 
if you flip it on its head, you may look at a forever relationship because you showed up every day. And it's more likely that if you don't think of forever, you may just end up being forever. <laughs> so if, and also that's not the, that's not the goal, but the irony is that I think a lot of the time it works out that way. If you are single and you're thinking about forever, you already can start practicing changing that headspace. You don't need to be with someone to think about this. I, I really worked very hard on this part of myself, of the kind of partner I wanted to be, how I wanted to be different and how I, I dropped all of these goals that we're told to have in terms of romantic relationships and started to think of my own. Started to think about, okay, I'd really like to be a person that is a good listener in a relationship and realise that's probably not something that I was very good at at the time and <laughs> turns out didn't clock that before I ended up meeting Ben because I still have to work on that a lot. Um, so I think you can start so much of the work of who you want to be and think about constructive, really beautiful ways for you to attract and essentially grow and flourish a relationship rather than focusing on this, I don't know, this weird definition of success when it comes to relationships. I hope that helps you at some point today. I hope that you are, I don't know, inspired to really just kind of carve the path for yourself in whatever way looks right for you. This podcast is so much about just finding your spark, finding what works for you. And I I hope that you got some inspo behind uh, these points today. Um, I'll be back on Thursday with a full interview. I hope you like the Self-Centered Sunday this week. The power is within you, as cliche as it sounds and as much as I cringe when I say it. And if you haven't listened to it and you need a bit of a reminder that you have the power to change and craft your life just like these things that I'm saying you can do and just like anything else you want to attract, you can listen to the show. Listen to the Sunday show. All right, guys, have a brilliant day and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now. This has been another Bijou Podcast production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.